Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Eating Alone in My Car show with your host, So Sad Today, coming to you from the open road. That's right, baby. I'm in the desert. I am approaching, I'm, I'm, I have left Los Angeles. I'm approaching the Nevada border. Um, I've been driving for a couple of hours um, on the open road, going to see my niece who will be dressed up as a pineapple, not to be missed. Um, so before I tell you what I'm eating, you know, I just had, I just had quite, quite the moment of humanity. Um, I was, I went to Circle K, stopped at Circle K, um, which is already a safe space for me. You know, anything, any convenience store is really, I just flourish. I feel myself bloom um, internally and externally. Um, you know, I, I, I find that I become a better person in every convenience store that I go to. So, um, you know, there's really, it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve. So, um, so I stopped to get some snacks, to get some drinks, to take a pee. Um, and you know, as much as I love the open road, it can, it can be a little lonely, can feel a little lonely. And so I think that anytime I encounter a convenience store on the open road, um, I have like sort of a, like a loneliness goggle on, I have a loneliness goggle on. And so I feel my heart feels more open to my fellow man. It feels receptive. You know, I feel very, I feel very receptive. Um, and any love that is shown to me, any warmth, any kindness, um, it can really just touch me right down to the bottom of my heart. So, um, I was paying for my goods. Um, I got, I'm having, um, I got, oh God, I got fucking beef jerky. I'm sorry. I've had, I've had vegan listeners of the show write to me with encouragement, really just encouragement about my guilt and shame over not being vegan. Um, I mean, in truth, I really don't, it's rare that I eat meat, but I mean, when I do, I bought five Jack links, five sweet and hot Jack links. It's like I, when I don't, it's like I don't. And then when I do, I fucking do. Um, I did, I did, I do. And I did, um, I've got these Jack links, these sweet and hot Jack links. Um, and I've got, um, a dill pickle in a bag. Uh, which I am not going, I'm not going to eat the dill pickle on the show though, because it's got, it's like in juice. And I just feel like, um, recording the shot, eating dill pickle out of a bag and juice and, um, going 85 miles an hour on the highway, like not the best combo. So, um, but anyway, so, and I also got some drinks I got. Um, so I was paying, I got, um, a sugar-free Red Bull and I got a Diet Dr. Pep. Uh, they were out of Coke Sierra. And, um, and the woman behind the counter, as I was paying, she was like, you know, um, do you want to get another soda? If you get a second one, it's only like 49 cents or something for the second one. Um, which to me, and, oh, and then she said, oh, and also you can get two more Red Bull for like a dollar or whatever the, whatever the, the special was. And I was like, you know, at first I think my heart was not, was not open. My heart was closed. You know, I was not, I I have, I had my agenda in mind. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, um, I'm thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner tonight when I get to my sister's. 
Um, I'm thinking about um, really having my moral quandary over the jerky. You know, I'm wrapped in my little narrative. My heart was not open. It was not open. Um, But as soon as she said that, it was like I blossomed like a rose. So first I said no. First I was like, no, that's okay. I was like, no. Right? Because, like, how how dare somebody offer me? How dare somebody take the time to let me know about an opportunity that I could be missing that I did not know about? And then it was like... As soon as the word no left my mouth, that was, I, I bloomed like a rose. I bloomed like a rose. I let the love right in. I drank of that love, of that sweet love. Because here's the thing. If it had been like a special that was running on Coke, fine. Easy. Easy for her to remember. Easy for her to tell me. And even Red Bull too. I mean, Red Bull's fairly ubiquitous. But a Dr. Pepper special, I mean... She was really going out of her way. That is beyond the call of duty to be letting me know about a Dr. Pepper special. Like she had, first of all, she had to, she had to recall that. She had to remember that Dr. Pepper's on special of all the drinks in there, right? Of all the drinks, there's root beer, Mountain Dew, regular Coke, Diet Coke, no Coke Zero, Pepsi, Pepsi Zero, Sprite. I mean, don't forget the whole Sprite line. There's all the waters, there's bottled waters, there's all the energy drinks, Monster, Red Bull, coffee. There was like a huge coffee. I mean, she had, and and to, to, to remember, to see the Diet Dr. Pepper and to say, you know what? I don't want this person to miss out. I remember that there is a Dr. Pepper special, okay? I'm sure she's tired. You know, I'm sure she's had a rough day. We've all had a fucking rough day. You know, I'm sure she's, she's a, her, her, she, you know, or maybe she's an extrovert and it charges her battery to tell me about the Dr. Pepper special. But, but if it were me, you know, like to, to open your mouth and say another, another word and to really like provide that information. I mean, she seems like a person who knows that to be of service is really what will get you out of yourself and really what will feel, what will be the best thing, you know? And maybe she is an extrovert and she gets charged up. Like, the more she says to people, the more conversation she engages in, the more charged up she gets. I don't know. As an introvert, it's hard for me to, like, see that, you know, hard for me to get that. But it felt to me, it really, I I felt like like a soft, like a soft, I just keep thinking roses, you know? It felt to me like a soft hand of the universe, a feminine hand, a feminine hand, a soft feminine hand of the universe was reaching out, stroking my cheek and just saying, there, there, you know, there, there, let me, let me help you. Let me, let me offer you, let me, let me let you know about an opportunity, about the great mystery, a great, you know, the great mystery that you, you otherwise did not know about. Let me tell you. And so right after I said, no, thought for a moment and then I said yes I said actually yes I will take that Dr. Pepper special not only that I'm gonna take the Red Bull special too um you know but before but before I do there are people in line behind me fellow humans fellow travelers on their way fellow fellow humans just just doing the best they can out on the open road in the desert you know, we're all, we're, we're like, we're like the Joshua trees, right? We're like the, we're like the desert, you know, we, we're, 
well, I guess in America, it's not that barren. We have a lot of supplies and shit, but, um, you know, but we're, we're doing the best we can with what we have doing the best we can with what we have. Some of us are not really doing the best we can. I myself don't think I'm really doing the best we can because if I was doing the best I can, I would have gotten like corn nuts or something vegan, but doing, doing the best I can within a grading on a curve, grading on a curve, doing mediocre, doing okay, coming in at 70%, you know? And, and so I said, can I, can I pay first and then can I go get the sodas? So these, these good people, these fellow travelers, my, my people, my people, our people, really, our people don't have, don't have to wait for me to go get the soda and then come back. And she said, yes, she said that can be done. And so I paid and I thanked her. I thanked her for that moment of, um, human connection. Um, you know, we were both wearing masks. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's fine. Is what it is the humanity was still flowing, you know, I hope she could feel my smile behind my mask. And now I have like eight drinks. So there you go. So somebody, um, emailed me and asked about like how I motivate to do like a couple paragraphs a day, like how I, and, and cause I've, I've mentioned, I think in, um, interviews and stuff that I dictate, the first drafts of my novels and I just do like three par- paragraphs a day and I just like shit them out like the messier the better you know because like as a poet it's like um I think the the biggest challenges for me number one is like you know going from poetry to prose why would you say in like three pages or why would you say in 300 pages what you could say in three pages you know so I have to like generate a bunch of fucking clay that I can then shape and carve and shape and carve so um so I kind of try I like to trick myself and so I just I I I narrate I dictate three paragraphs a day I do it using simple note it's like a very basic app it's free um and um Siri, and if I see that anything's wrong, I don't correct it. Like I encourage it to be as messy as possible. At least this is what I did for Milk Fed the Pisces and So Sad Today. And I also dictated this other novel that's in a drawer um, that I'm like currently sort of rewriting. Um, well, I'm going to rewrite. I'm like I was rewriting, and then I'm writing this other thing, this pilot. But um, but I will be going back to, and that actually that is making me feel like, oh, maybe like in the future, I'll try not doing the dictation three paragraphs a day. Like maybe there's another way. So I don't have to spend as much time in the weeds, but I don't really know. But you know, it's worked for me so far. I've really, I've enjoyed this method. And I think for me, it's just about being as sloppy as possible in the beginning. Like really just like, I have to trick the self censor, you know, like tricking the censor, but also breaking it up into something that's very doable every day. Cause if I had to do like, if I was, you know, like when I used to, um, do things for the lit blog, HTML giant, like, um, there were all these dudes who were affiliated with it and they'd always like, I, you know, and I was like friends with them on Facebook and they'd be like 5,000 words today, you know, or like, 30,000 words today, like eking it out, like like, sort of like a Hemingway at the typewriter, like Papa, you know, there's a gun on the table. 
Um, and that's just like not my vibe. Like if I, if I set something where it's like 5,000 words today, like there will be no words. So, um, I'm very slow and steady. Um, and so that's, you know, and so, so I, I, I'm, I, I'm like tricking myself, right? I'm like, you can do three paragraphs. You can do three pieces of shit paragraphs, make them shitty, make them real shitty, phone it in, you know, cause it's just the first draft. You're going to end up rewriting it anyway. Make it shitty, make it a disaster. And it's like, I need that encouragement, self-encouragement of make it a disaster because in order to like dismantle that inner critic and just like get something down, you know? Um, and I don't go back and do any edits until like, it usually takes me about nine months to dictate a first draft doing three paragraphs a day. That's approximately how long it takes, um, you know, for like a 200 and something page novel. Um, if you do three paragraphs a day, so nine months and then I go back and the first thing I do is I, um, is I like try to figure out what I was saying. Um, because a lot of it's just wrong, you know, cause since I'm using Siri, it'll be like, Michelle and like, there's no character named Michelle. Um, so that's, and and the other challenge for me also, I think I should just say, which doesn't have as much, it does, this doesn't have as much to do with sort of process, but, um, is that it's, it's a challenge for me, like just, and I've probably said this, but I probably said all of this before. I really have very little in my life, um, like action wise, but so the biggest challenge for me is, um, actually that so that so much action has to happen, right? Like as a poet, it's like nothing has to happen. Like there just has to be, there's a turn in a poem. There's a turn in a poem, but like that can be, you know, where, where there's a shift or a transition, something shifts. Um, but the turn can be, um, completely internal, you know, it can be completely internal. Um, I had this dream last night that this, I just remembered that like this poet I used to fuck, um, was like getting in trouble, but like in the dream we were still fucking and like, um, he was like getting in trouble, like in a me too way, but not because he had slept with anyone under age or like, um, done anything non-consensually, but just because he had like broken so many hearts, you know? So he was sort of like on trial for deception And, like, in the dream, they wanted me to testify as, like, a fellow broken heart. But also kind of, like, blaming him, you know what I'm saying, for having, like, deceived me into... And in the dream, I wasn't willing to do it. I was afraid I was going to get canceled for not doing it. Like, I was was trying to explain why I felt like, you know, it had been my own choice to fuck the poet. Yes. Did I want him to fall in love with me? Probably. Yeah. You know, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, at least until he maybe did. And then I'd be like, you get away. But, um, you know, did I want that? But, but that it had been more of an act of self-deception than like other deception, external deception. Um, and nobody liked that. Like, I was like, oh, I'm definitely getting in trouble. Nobody liked that. So I said, like, I would testify as to my experience, but that I didn't want it to be on, like, the... I guess it was, like, going to be, like, a court. Like, all the brokenhearted people were going to be in the... Going to the court, um, and he was going to have to, like, face, you know, like, the 80 hearts he had broken or whatever. Um, In in real life, I I think... I don't think... I think he's broken, like, maybe five or something, if that. Um, But... 
you know, not even breaking hearts, but just like, you know, waiting for a text. Like all the people who had been waiting for a text were like lining up in the court as a tribunal. But I like refused to like blame him. Like I, I was like blaming myself and like, they didn't like that. They were like, this is your internalized misogyny. And I was like, and I could, you know, because I'm never on my own side, like it's hard for me to be on my own side. I like, I couldn't even be on my own side about, um, like hating myself about like blaming myself, but it wasn't, I actually wasn't blaming myself in like a mean way. It was more like I was just like owning up. I was like, listen, I went into fucking this person knowing that, you know, having experience knowing like you don't, you, you can't fuck a person into loving you. Sometimes love does come from fucking. Like I'm very pro. I believe sure. Fuck on the first date. It's great. I don't think that like affects impacts either way, whether you're going to like end up with the person or not. Like I'm not anti fucking on the first date, but if you're fucking someone into loving you, like fucking cannot be a strategy. You know what I'm saying? You can't like strategically fuck into loving. And so you know, I was, and I was saying, I actually am glad, you know, that I had that, ex- th- that experience. And I think in the dream, this, so in real life, like it wasn't sort of the thing that, that it wasn't like any kind of final straw with this person. Like there were many straws before and many straws after, but in the dream, I was like, you know, this was like the final straw for me in facing myself and like facing my own behavior and like whether my intentions were pure you know, and whether I was being honest with myself and like what I was doing and what I'm capable of handling, like, can I fuck and, and, and want nothing or not get attached? Um, and I was like in deep doo-doo for it. Like, it was like, "Mm, don't like, it was like, don't actually don't share your lived experience because like that doesn't go with the narrative that is being, um, and I felt, I, I was like, oh God, but I, I didn't know what to do. So I had, so I had to sort of be quiet about it. You know, like I then too, and they were also like, oh, she's like fucking defending him. She's like brainwashed. And I was like, no, I'm not defending. I'm more just like, I'm looking at my own, like all that I have power over, which is my own behavior, you know? Um, and yeah. And then like all day I've been like thinking about fucking the person. So maybe that, maybe the like thinking of fucking the person all day is like then, you know, being on the person's side because it's like, you know, whatever. I don't need to be thinking about fucking this person. Um, but I mean, I can, it's fine, but it's just, you know, like I, I, I'm walking around with a little baggy in my heart of like longing and nostalgia, um, for the fucking, which like wasn't even that good. And actually like, I think like the third time, the, the final time we fucked, I remember looking at him on the, on the bed and he was being like really nice. Like, he was, like, being, like, I was, like, oh, he actually, like, I think he likes me in this moment. Like, he's, like, a little smitten in this moment. I mean, it could have just been that he was, like, hor- like horny and about to come. But, I mean, chances are. But, like, I felt like there was a niceness. And I, like, flash-forwarded, like, imagine, like, him fall. Like, imagine him, like, being in love or imagine actually, like, being with this person. And I was, like, get away. Like, in my head, I was, like, get away. But then immediately after, I was, like, I want him. So, um, you know, I don't fucking know. I don't know. But I I do think I am more honest with myself now about, like, what I'm capable of handling. And, like, it sucks. It sucks being honest with yourself because you don't get to, like... Well, I, personally. Some people, maybe it's the opposite. You know, some people, maybe, like, when they're finally honest with themselves, they realize, like, actually, all I want to do is, like, fuck. But, um, you know, but for me, when I was finally honest with myself, like, I was just like, "Mm, you can't handle this as well as you think you can. You want to be able to... I want to be able to handle it. 
I do. I want to be able to handle it. But it's like when the emotional roller coaster gets to whatever, whatever, you know. So there it'd be. Um, but yeah, so that that's my... I'm like, of course it goes from... Um, it devolves from writing to fucking. And like, but like fucking... It's more fun to talk about fucking than writing. Who wants to talk about process? Um, but yeah, I think I think that's basically it. Um, oh, well, so, so the turn in a poem, so like it can be, I guess what I was saying is that in a poem, the turn can be purely internal, right? The turn in the poem can be literally like the, the, the getting attached into, you know, like it can be that it can be as much as it can be as like, it can just be an internal shift. It can be anything. It can be in it. But in novel writing and screenwriting, it's like, I can't believe fucking how much external shit has to happen. It's like so much shit has to happen. Like, it's like you, an action happens and then you're like, wait, another thing has to happen? Oh, like another, like, are you kidding? You know, like action, action. And I mean, especially with screenwriting because, um, it's all visual, like you're not in the head. So, um, and I, as a person who lives in, in my head and like most of my life, most of like the meat of my life occurs in my head, you know, not outside. Um, that's like definitely challenging. Um, so, but I mean, I'm kind of, I'm not in, like, I can probably talk more about process. I'm not like, I'm not, uh, since I'm writing this pilot right now, I'm not like doing my like usual writing, like writing the pilot sort of more of like a, I don't know. It feels, it feels more like, not that writing isn't a job. I mean, it is, but it feels more like work in a different way. Like it feels closer to like, um, like technical writing or like when I used to write press releases for authors, like it's sort of an offshoot, even just down to like the nature of the program, you know, that I use, like, I can't dictate that, you know, because you have to use final draft. Final draft is like the Atari of, uh, it's like the Atari of, of software. But, um, so, you know, so I'll, I'll probably talk more about process, um, when I'm back in the juice of, of this novel that was in a drawer, like in a month, um, but right now what I am doing is I'm in the self-promoting, I'm in self-promotional hell. I'm in self-promotional hell. You know, it's like all year I get emails from writers and especially during, during these times, um, during these times I get emails from writers and I'm like, ah, suckers, you got to promote a book right now. Ah, you know, like I'm just, I'm like glad it's not me. And then like my turn comes and I'm like, oh shit shit from Shinola. It's pre-order time. And so, yeah, I just launched a campaign last week. Um, and like, I don't know, maybe I've just gotten like lazier or more tired, but like to post on each social media, like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, and to send an email, like it felt like, it felt like so many parts I'm like, is it just like kind of my depression that's making this like difficult? Like I just sort of, I already know how I'm going to feel after I do it. And so, but each one I feel like has its own special type of loserdom, you know, like each way of promoting has its own special way of feeling, making me feel like a loser. Like for Twitter, especially when I promote from the so sad Twitter, um, I get like an imposter syndrome and I feel like I'm going to immediately. I think of the publisher's going to be like, oh, like, like I, that they're going to regret working with me. Like they're going to be like, wait, I don't understand. 
she has so many followers and like one person is pre-ordering the book like that's sort of how it feels to me is like I'm tweeting on this account with like like it's almost like I feel bad about having a lot of followers because I'm like the ratio is not going to be good you know because if anyone's ever like promoted anything on Twitter you know it's like I don't know it's like three percent it's like not like ten percent of your followers are not buying the thing they're fifty percent and I say that with no um judgment I mean like all, you know, people, so I like find it labor intensive to click on a link when someone's sharing an article. I'm like, don't, don't make me, don't make me go in the other room. You know, like, no, we're on Twitter right now. Okay. Don't like change. Don't change. Don't change. Don't change the wallpaper on me. Um, but so, um, but so yeah, so Twitter, I can feel like a loser for that reason like that. And even my personal account, like I feel like has like a good amount of followers or like decent. I used to think it was good. Now I feel like it's not that good, but, um, so, you know, but so I'll, that's like, it's sort of like an imposter syndrome, like, oh, like yeah, they only love me for my tweets. Like, oh, this is like a train going nowhere. Like, you know, that kind of a thing, like that kind of thing. Um, I feel like a loser because of, of ratio. Um, and then like, I feel like I'll, it'll just be like one day of, of, I mean, I, I promote different days, but like the day that I first start, it turns into like a tornado of desperation because I have no idea who is or isn't pre-ordering. And so the tornado of desperation, like it starts, like at first I start off very casual, like, Hey guys, you know, and like, I'll, I like to, you know, I like to make it look like I'm not trying. And I also just hate anything that smells like promotion. I just really don't like it. So I like, this time I did like a handwritten note, um, talking about the pre-order and like what people can get and stuff. Like I did a handwritten note cause I, I like a handwritten note and I did like stickers cause like, um, you know, I have all these new Lisa Frank stickers. Um, cause that, that girl sent me like a sheet of stickers and then immediately I had to go on Amazon and order a whole like 10,000 book of them because I'm a hoarder and an addict and I fear that nothing will ever be enough. Um, so like the moment anything com- good comes into my life, I fear losing it. Um, so, um, you know, so I did like a hammer notes. It started out like very chill. And then by the end of the day, I was like, I am self promoting. Like, and I, and I was like, I just wanted to, I was like, I, I didn't do this, but I just wanted to be like, if you like these tweets, like give a girl a bone, you know, like just the desperation, it just got more and more desperate the rest of the day. And then I was like, okay, I'm not fucking promoting until after the election. Like enough, enough. Um, also I was just like exhausted. So that was like the Twitter vibe. Then, um, there's like the, well, there's the Facebook thing, which whenever I go back, you know, I, I, I don't go on Facebook. There'll be weeks at a time. I don't even go on there. Occasionally I'll go on just to make sure like my algorithm is like a little stimulated, you know, like I'll just like tickle my algorithms clit with something. But, like, by and large, I'm never on there. So I feel like whenever I do, like, when I go back to Facebook, it's, like, you know, all the people who have been on there, like, day after day, like, posting, like, children in their footy pajamas and, like, you know, their their announcements about politics to, like, the people from their high school who aren't listening. You know, they're, like, oh, like, this bitch is back. And then I'll start, like, liking their, like, I'm, like, oh, okay, you know, like, afterwards. For, like, two days after, I'll be on Facebook just because I'm looking to see how many likes I got. And so then I'll like be liking people's shit. And then like, I disappear again, you know, but I feel like, yeah, I come back on there like, well, well, like 
look who's come to look who's come to play just because she has a self-promotional thing. Like, where were you when like little Joey was at the beach, like building a sandcastle? Like, I didn't see any heart emoji. You know, like I feel that's how I feel sort of about returning to Facebook to self-promote. But that is what it is. I mean, Facebook is a, such a shithole. It's such a cesspool of shit. Also, I don't even know who the fuck I'm following on there because um, I didn't. I never made like a Facebook fan page or anything. Like I just like accepted friends from like my personal account. So now it's this like mash of like like maybe fifteen percent of people I actually know, like five percent who I like really want to see their shit, and then like eighty five percent like the rest is just like I'm like. Who the fuck is like Robin Meyer and why do I need to know, um, you know, like, why do I need to know her thoughts on Kamala? Like I just Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. Um, why? Like, I don't need to know. I don't know who, I mean, I don't think there's anyone. I just feel like everyone on Facebook is named Robin Meyer, you know, but yeah, so it's just like a glob of shit. And then like one day I tried to like unfollow anyone I didn't know, but it was just, I don't know. It was actually fun. It was nice for my OCD. It was very like soothing. It was, it was like a soothing moment, but I just, I couldn't get through. I couldn't get through. So that's how I feel about Facebook. You know, it's like a set, like, I don't even mind taking a shit in the cesspool. Cause I'm like, it's our, it's like, what's one more piece of, what's one more shit in the cesspool? You know, what's one more shit in the septic tank? It's just like, you know, it's fine. It's already filled with shit. Um, but I do, you know, but, at, but by the time I did fate, I did Facebook, um, I had already done all the other things. So like I was in already in like running dialogue with myself. Like I was already in com hashtag in conversation with myself about like how much I fucking hate self-promoting. And so like I sort of treated the other fellow Facebookers like they were like me, I guess. You know, once again, most of the life going on inside the head. And so I was like, hi, I'm in self-promotional hell and then like tweet it but or Facebook it and I like didn't even do a picture and like literally only the ratio on that was really bad like in terms of likes like I think only like 65 people like even like liked it which that's a low ratio like most people for a wedding get like 500 or like a birth get like 500 and I'm like well a book is sort of like a birth um but then I and I was like thinking about like everyone I know on there or like who has had kids and I was like well it looks sort of like a birth and I was like oh but I didn't like get any of them presents for their kids or like sometimes I do for the first kid and by the second kid I'm like we like we've done our duty one is not like a second like I'm supposed to care about the second kid like come on like I didn't even care about the first kid there's like two first kids I care about on the planet my niece and my sister and my friend Shosha's kid Colette my baby Coco that's it like I don't you know what I'm saying like I, I so like the rest of it's just like fans, like a set, like a second. That's like going to see the sequel of a movie that like you didn't even give a shit about the first one. Like I'm going to go see the sequel. No, you know, but so yeah. So I was like, Oh, like all these bitches, like, you know, whatever, when they have their show. But then I was like, no, I really haven't been on Facebook, like, you know, giving them their support. And like, yeah. So like I, yeah. So like, I don't, this is what I deserve. I deserve 60 likes. That's it. So, yeah, but I fucked that one up. I'm going to have to figure out a, a different Facebook strategy so that I can, like, reach, you know. I, I need – who I need to reach on Facebook, it's just, like, people who are kind of star fuckery. Like, I'm not – okay, star fucking – I don't have, like, this 
I, I mean, I guess it's self-esteem in a way. Like, I don't, I'm not a star fucker because, like, if I'm around someone, like, more famous than me or more successful, like, it doesn't make me feel good by proxy. It just makes me feel, like, less. But there are some people who, like, really love to be like, oh, my God, like, I went to middle school with this person who is writing a book. You know, like, they just like that. They like a by proxy. Not saying that I'm a star to be fucked, but just, you know, anything. Like, anything close to having done anything. Like, they like that. People like that. You know, they feel like they've written the book. Uh, that would be kind of nice to be one of those people. But, yeah, they feel like they've written the book, you know? So it's like that's who I need to reach. I need to reach those people. And I just feel like there's more than 65. So I got to I gotta figure out my Facebook game, but not till, not till after the, the election. So, um... Instagram is really a joy. You know, I don't have like Instagram at real Melissa Broder. Um, it, my Instagram is, I mean, it's, it's, there's nothing, but Instagram, everyone's very forgiving. Cause I never go on there either. Like I'll, I'll be off like for months, months at a time. You know, I just like, it's, I can't, Twitter's my, like Twitter is like my bathroom. Like I shit there like multiple times a day, you know, but like Instagram, it's like kind of in another state. Like I have to travel to go there. Um, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't just like, I don't just like end up there naturally. Um, but Instagram people are so loving or like fake loving, but like, I'll take the fake love. Like my queen. I mean, literally when someone says my queen, like I like believe them. Like I really, it's kind, like I really think that like, for a moment, this is how this is how low my self esteem is. This is how I got tricked into being in a sorority. Then I had to leave the sorority because I was like, oh no, I'm in a sorority, and like then I like dropped out. But like, I got tricked. Like this because I like if someone says my queen, I'm like I have no self esteem. So like I'm like oh my god, they want me. They want me. You know. And then like I'm like oh god. Like but then then I like. So I like did the thing and then I was like, oh no, like now I'm, now I'm in this thing. I'm like, I don't want people to not want me, but like if, oh my God, there's a giant car on, well not a giant car, but there's a car on fire by the side of the road. Hold on one moment, please. I just want to, I have to, um, I have to slow down traffic as I stare at this car. Holy shit, dude. Oh my God. It's like, there's a car that's like a hundred percent on fire by the side of the road. Okay. Anyway, um, damn, I feel about when someone else is in a car accident on the side of the road or like a car on fire, kind of the same way I do about when, um, someone else's dog is behaving badly or when, um, uh, it's other people having to send emails promoting their books. It's just like a little bit of like just a touch of, I wouldn't say total, well, with the people in their books, it's definitely schadenfreude, but it's more just, or like, um, not schadenfreude, but like a little bit of glee, like at their predicament with people on the side of the road, I don't feel glee at their predicament, but I feel like such a relief. Like, I'm like, Oh, like, Oh, that bet that smarts. You know what I'm saying? Like a touch of like, so glad that is not me. Like, it's like when someone else's dog is being bad, I'm just like, not my dog, you know? Um, it's just like, Oh, um, but anyway, you know, my, at least my car's not on fire. Um, you know, I may be, I may be only getting 65 likes on Facebook, but at least my car's not on fire. So, um, I digress, but yeah, Instagram, like they say queen and I'm just like, you like me? Like, cause it's like, it's a fun, cre- you know, cause I'm not on there all the time. So I don't see that they call every single person queen or mom, you know, like I forget. It's sort of like when I watch porn and like, they look like they're in love like one person looks like they're 
like particularly like um cocky boys which I haven't watched in a while but like love cocky boys love love cocky boys um gay porn and like it's always like you know there's a lot of eye gazing like it's sort of romantic but also like they are just fucking like they're not but like one of them looks in love first that like he's like you know like it's like I've like I've never like I've never been like in an ass as beautiful as yours and then like of course and then like I'll see other videos with the same guy making the same eyes like fucking like eight different people but it's like I'm always like no he loves him he loves like oh this is like this is a moment um that's sort of the same way that I feel when like someone calls me queen like it's really just porn like it's not even you know but I'm like like I take it I, I, I take it way too seriously but yeah Instagram is like really a great place like the fake love is just really nice on there so I mean way different it's just it's really such a different experience than Twitter so I don't know why I don't go on there more I think it's because I I just don't really have anything to like put there like I'm like imagistically like I just don't know I don't I still don't know what to do I know I sound 80 years old but I, I, I really I don't know what to do I don't know what to do um and then like I forget to go on and just like like be supportive like there are some people like, I have a couple of friends who just, like, will like on every platform, are, like, so supportive. I'm just, like, these people. And also some writers, too. Like, some writers who I know are genuine, not just, like, the fake. You know, because there's, like, the fake ones. We know. We, we know. We can sense it. We, I can sense a fake one. You know, I may have gotten swindled into being in a sorority for three months. But, um, you know, but I can, I can sense the fake. But it's, like, there's. But, like, some people are just, like, so, like, genuinely supportive. And I'm just, like. I fucking love you. Like how, like how did you happen? Like how do you exist? Um, but yeah, so Instagram, okay, whatever. And Instagram too, I like to kind of appear like I don't give a shit. So just in case it doesn't get like likes and stuff, you know, then it's like, um, what or whatever you do on Instagram faves. Like I just, it's like if I'm going to like, I just want to like appear casual to kind of eclipse my desperate loserdom in a way you know, I don't know. I just feel like it's better. Um, it's better. Um, and then like the email, you know, the email is just really the biggest nightmare because that is when the chickens come home to roost because that is when all my glee at not being the person promoting. And I'm like, and here's the thing all year, like, especially this year, I've been getting the emails that are like, huh? Like, you know, like now more than ever. And like, hope you're, you know, in all this madness, and, like, they sort of do, like, the prequel, they do, like, the, the prequel, right, like, the first I must address that we're in a national, international, global crisis, please buy my book, you know, like, and you know, it's just, like, please buy my book, like, yes, we all know we're in a crisis, but, like, you don't need to do that part, you, I mean, I guess maybe some people, maybe you do, I don't know, maybe people are, like, to me, it feels like I'm like, just get to what you're, just tell me what you want. You know, it's the same way when people like email to like request like a blurb or whatever. And they're like, I don't know. Like make, just make the first paragraph what you want. Just, and then you can say like other nice things. Cause then it's like the nice things. It feels like to me, it's like, if you say the nice things first, like I'm just waiting for what's coming with dread. So I can't absorb the nice things. Cause I'm just like, Oh God. Like, what's coming? You know, what's coming? But if you ask for what you want first, then, like, and and then I'm like, oh, you know, I have it. Oh, the nice things after then, like, soften that. And it's like, oh, but at least they stuck around to say nice things. You know, it's like almost like, oh, they stuck around after fucking, you know? 
and like maybe I didn't want them to but like now I feel like now I feel guilty and like I have to do it you know like I'm like oh they stuck around like they're here for breakfast you know so um but yeah so like all all year I've been like ah like imagine promoting a book during this shit how glad it's not me and then I'm like oh fuck it's me fuck so um but so I tried to take a like my own so I try to do like I just try to be what I wish I try not to be what I don't like I guess in terms of promotion I mean like having been a publicist like I definitely learned some things like it's just I mean I'm not gonna go whatever that was different that's like promoting other people's books so like it you feel like less of a desperate loser than like promoting your own but um you know there were some things maybe I'll talk one day about what I learned like working in book publishing um for all those years about being a publicist. I mean, number one is just like, don't be a douchebag. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember that there's a human being on the other end. Just remember there's a human being on the other end. That's like the first thing, you know, remember there's a human being on the other end. I guess that's like my greatest publicity tip. Remember there's a human being on the other end, whatever that means to you. You know, it all means something different to all of us. You know, for me, it means like, because I'm self-centered, like, I'm kind of on the other end, like, the human being, I, like, imagine them as me, and what it would feel like to receive it, so I'm, like, okay, you know, like, what, it's, like, it's, like, publicized unto others as you would, you would want publicized, you know, onto you, wait, hold on, I just need to make sure that I am going the right way, in my okay, uh, I think I am, yeah, I think I'm fine, I don't need to take that highway. Okay. Um, so I digress. The mountains are fucking dope. I gotta say, the mountains don't give a shit about my publicity. Just like publicize as though you are a mountain, you know, just like be the mountain, be the fucking mountain. I don't know. Um, but so, yeah, so I don't know, I don't even know what the email that I sent was. I mean, I, there was, like, one that I sent to people who, like, anyone who's ever emailed, like, my So Sad Today account or my personal account saying, like, anything nice, I just put it in a folder, and then I'm, like, and then I'll just put them, like, I'll just email them, like, once every two years if I have a book coming out and be, like, hi, you once said something nice to me. Um, so, like, they're on a list. It's just, like, strangers who have, like, once said nothing, something nice to me. Um you know, and, and I'm just like, hi, book, you know, what, like, thank, like, I, I don't know what I said, I, but it, but it, but I didn't bury it, you know what I'm saying, like, I wasn't, like, in these times, because it was just, like, like, all, we all know, we all know, like, the shit, you know, like, we all know, we are fish, and the water is, um, a hellscape, so it's, like, I, I just, I just don't want to be disingenuous, you know, I want to try to be, like, as non-disingenuous as possible, um, which, like, you know, whenever you're doing publicity, there's still, like, levels of disingenuity. Because I'm, like, well, first of all, well, I guess, because it's, like, I'm going to love you if you buy my book, like, for sure. But I guess that is not really disingenuous because it's true. It's sad but true. It's sad but true. Sad but true. Um, and then, like, for people I know, like, I try to keep the list very small. Because I'm just, like, just because we've, like, I've met the person, like, they don't need to, like imagine and then once again I imagine being the human on the other end and I'm just like is this person at all likely to read or no so I don't send it to a lot of writers because I'm just like writers like 
That's the last thing they want to know. Like, oh, oh, you've got a book. Oh, you've got a book. Great. You know, I mean, maybe it would give them a little joy to be like, haha, bitch, promoting during a fucking pandemic, sucker. But um, yeah, so I try to keep that list small. So that was like what I did. Um, and the pre-order thing. Um, so this week I'm not announcing a winner, but um, I just wanted to make clear. So I did just announce on all these platforms, these other pre-order campaigns. So I wanted to let you know that if you have entered... So there's, there's, there's three campaigns, right? And if you have entered this one, the one, the eating alone in my car one, now it's getting very complicated. Um, I was like trying to explain to my sister, my sister and I were talking she's like, Oh, you're pre you're promoting. And I like started to explain to her like, and I got like 10 seconds in I was just like, nobody needs, like she, she doesn't want to hear this. Like nobody cares. Nobody cares about, but, um, and I know you don't care, but I'm just saying if you did already pre-order the, the, the eating alone in my car one, which as we all know, means you pre-order, you email eating alone in my car at gmail.com. And then everyone who does that will get the link to the special Christmas spectacular. And you will also get, um, like, uh, and you're also entered to, for any mini money mo every other week to win, um, the sign so sad today, UK edition and the, um, a bunch of shit for my house and a signed box of cereal. So if you already entered that, or if you're planning on entering that, you can just use the same receipt to enter the other two pre-orders. Um, well, actually you do one of the other two. So one of them is, um, there's a form on my website you'll see, and it's anybody who pre-orders the book. If you just fill out this form, you get, um, this book of recipes, quote unquote, that I wrote, um, for milk. Like it's like the milk fed recipe compendium. It's only like five recipes, but it's, it's called Twizzler on the roof. That's the name of the recipe book. And like, it's very, it's disgusting, but I feel like as an eating alone in my car listener, it'll probably be up your alley. Cause the recipes are like, like moist block of cream cheese eaten alone, like on the kitchen floor in state of emotional catharsis, you know, or it's like, like low self-esteem Splenda parfait. Like it's the disgusting foods you've come to know and love on this show. So that's one thing. And then, um, but the other thing is, and this actually, if you've pre-ordered already, it, it, might be too late to, it'll be, it's probably too late to do, but there's like a list of, I put a list of like 20 different indie stores who are participating. Um, that link's also on my website, melissabroder.com. It's a piece of shit. My website is fucking embarrassing. Um, I need to like, I, I, I need to figure that out. But, um, in the meantime, if you pre-order from one of these like 20 stores who are participating, um, these indie, these particular indie stores, um, you will receive a print copy, not just an ebook, but a print copy of Twizzler on the roof. And also this, um, milk fed starter pack, which is just like, um, it's like a, a box of cereal, not signed though. It's just like a box of cereal. Um, uh, a book, a signed book plate for the book, like a matching book plate. Very, it's very chic. It's very literary. It's very literary. Um, and I don't know, some other shit, Splenda or something. I, I forget what's in the thing. So, Anyway, but so I just wanted to tell you all that if you've already pre-ordered for Eating Alone in My Car, um, you can enter and get Twizzler on the roof. Um, you can just send the same receipt um, or like same receipt number. You don't have to like order the book again. Just wanted to clear that up in case anyone was worried, in case anyone was concerned. I just, I, you know, I want to be, I want to be fair. And thank you to everyone who has pre-ordered. It um, filled the hole in my self-esteem for like, you know, an hour. Um, 
And having said that, um, I actually feel like I have to pee again. So I'm going to have to figure this situation out because it looks like I now just have stretch of desert. Um, so I'm going to go pee. But um, wishing you, uh, if you have to do any promoting this week um, of anything, a painless putting yourself out there. Um, and um, many places to be. And I'll see you on the flip side. That's all. Bye-bye.